Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Number Hey kids, can you count with me? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, all right, welcome to Destiny Church. Hey, welcome to Destiny Church. This is our student Sunday, all right? So this is our student Sunday. That means our students and our kids are serving. So amen, yeah, that's right, praise God. So some of them are, you know, ushers, some of them are in the cafe, some of them are in the uh, parking lot. We have teens and kids everywhere this morning. Uh, and we're so thankful that they have a heart to worship God with serving, okay? And so this morning, I want to invite you uh, to really encourage them, to really uh, try your best to be an example, you know, because they're looking at, they're looking out there and, and I want you guys to be worshiping with all your heart. Uh, and of course, this isn't for them, you know, it's for God, uh, but let's encourage them with our worship this morning. Uh, also, this morning, it will be a little different, okay? It'll be a little different. The worship might be a little different, uh, you know, spoiler alert, they, there will be a little rap involved uh, <laughs> with one of our teens, uh, because that's how he worships God, okay? That's how he worships God, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But right now, this morning, I want to introduce to you guys Miss Carrington. Uh, she's going to pray and open us up in prayer this morning. So if you guys will go ahead and stand to your feet. Come on, all around this room, stand to your feet. I want to welcome the online campus. We love you guys. Uh, please worship with us. Please be praying for us uh, wherever you are this morning. Uh, we love you guys. So go ahead, Carrington. Jesus' name, I pray. 
every break of day and hope we rise we speak your name we lift our eyes tune our hearts into your beat where we walk there you'll be with fire in our eyes a light a light your love untamed it's blazing out the streets
Come on, put your hands together for these kiddos. All righty, praise God. God is so good. I said, God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen. Like I said this morning, it might be a little different, but this is about worshiping and also training the next generation on how to worship our king. Amen. So it's important how you respond as an adult because these kids are watching you. So let's respond with worship and encouragement for these kiddos because they love Jesus and we want to encourage them to continue to, uh, to worship and love Jesus. Amen. So this morning, I want to introduce um, one of our teens, this young Aiden, okay? He loves God. <laughs> and so he loves God, and God's given him a gift to worship with rap and dance and so many other things. Uh, but this morning, he wants to say a few words, and then he's going to, we're going to do a, a, uh, a rap song, the original rap song. Uh, and it just has to do with some loved ones, and so we're really excited for this. So you guys support them as best you can. Go ahead, Aiden. Um, well, since my dad passed away in the hospital, I come home that Saturday. Um, we had been up. Uh, I maybe got like four or three hours of sleep that, um, that night. And so when I go, I go home, and before I take a nap, Lord sparks on in my head, says, start to rap, look up some stuff, start to rap, and then the Lord, the Lord has been hitting me with a whole month with this one song, so, and then lately, um, with everybody, but it just felt like, you know, everybody was getting hurt or getting sick, and then I remembered, I was like, remember the song, Aiden, remember, remember what the Lord told you to do, and so I'm going to follow Praise God. You ready, Aiden? Let's get it. I'm going to try my best. Get in the mood. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, all right. I should have brought a hat, too, you know, put it backwards. Hey, hey, hey. whoa, finally free. we free. Yeah. Hey, hey, finally free. Yeah. Finally free. Huh. Yes. Hey. Hey. Finally. We free. We free. Finally free. Once again, we free. Hey. The Lord has set us free. Hey. Come on, out. let's celebrate. Because he done set us free. Hey. He gave hey. us all the keys. Come on. Let's go. See, now every now and then I may just get a little sad. Hey. Thinking about my dad. Uh. And every single finally night free. I got to spend without hey. him. But I know he just changes the uh. dress. Because the dress is in hey. heaven. Seven we eleven we go. Free. 24 hey. hours a day. I know that he's watching uh. me. Watching me through hey. every pain. Watching you me through every state. Hey. I know that I made hey. this trip. But the Lord just made me slip. Oh hey. my gosh, he held uh. me up. Held me up and made me free. Everything that uh. everything. Everything hey. that you hey. wish. On me. Yes. I wish I would ever go. I wish the people who watching, watching all night. We uh, play blessing. We got, we hey. got blessings. We got blessings Come coming on. for you. We hey, pray you against every demon, every demon, hey. every demonic spirit. Yeah, uh, we chopping off them heads of hey. everything that coming. You, you coming hey. after me? Huh. We coming, we blessing you. Uh, Don't ever go blessing me. We going, we rapping. Finally free. free. 
Hey, finally free. Go ahead, turn that beat up a little bit. Finally free. Hey. Finally free. Hey. Huh. You finally we free. free. Come on, hey. God. It's free. We free. Jesus. Let's sing. Free. Hey. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. We finally free. Hey. Huh. Start that or I don't know what happened there. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, I don't know what happened. Uh, that wasn't all of it. Dude, is the whole song there? Did that just, is that all you had? Oh, okay, that's all. All right, we'll finish it out at the end of the service. We'll try to finish this, uh, this rap song for you guys. Come on, you guys give him a hand. Come on. We'll finish that rap song for you guys in a little in a little while. Uh, we'll try to fix that uh, song in the back. All right, let's go ahead and put your hands together. Let's welcome the DSM worship team. Along with our uh, weekly Sunday worship team. Come on, you guys give them a hand. Thank you. I want to take this time to say thank you to them. I want to say thank you to everybody that made this possible. Uh, thank you to Justin and, and Will and... Miss Holly and uh, Miss Angela back there on the cameras. Thank you so much. And we love you guys. We love you guys very much. And we're excited to be able to worship this morning.
just so good, so worthy to be praised, God. Father, this morning we offer our worship as a living sacrifice. God, we offer it as a pleasing aroma. <laughs> oh, God, I know that you are pleased. <laughs> you know, this morning as we were worshiping, I just saw the Father enthroned in the heavenlies. And <laughs> I just saw what looked like to be a staff just hitting the ground. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but I just know he's pleased this morning. God, I thank you. God, I thank you that it is not by our might, not by our power or even our voices. God, it is the Holy Spirit living in us. Thank you, God, for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Lord, you said you had to leave so that the promise would come. And I thank you that the promise is here, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give it up for God Almighty. Come on. We thank you, God. We worship you, God. We praise you. Amen. Hey, listen, take this time to turn around, say hi to someone you don't know, someone you haven't seen in a while. We love you guys. God bless you to our online campus. We'll be right back. We love you. Shame is. 
good morning. Oh, I love you guys. I love how you guys always continue to hug each other. and I love that we're a family here at Destiny Church. All right, so just a few announcements I have this morning. Uh, my name is Pastor Kevin. For those of you who don't know me, uh, thank you guys so much for allowing me to be up here today. Uh, Pastor DJ, if you're watching online, Pastor Julie, uh, we miss you guys. We love you. We can't wait to see you again next week. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, Pastor DJ's up in Jasper this morning. Uh, and Miss Julie actually had like a little issue with her back. So be praying for Miss Julie. She is getting a lot better. Uh, but just pray for Miss Julie. Uh, uh, Pastor Julie, also, uh, Brother Bo, if you don't know, he was, um, he did get rushed to the emergency room. He had a couple complications with his kidney, uh, but he is doing better. And so continue to pray for him. If you didn't know about it, well, now you know. So uh, please be uh, praying for him throughout the week. Uh, also, we will be having block parties tonight. There's two uh, Destiny block parties, right? And so, praise God, this is our way to shine the light, right, in a, in a holiday that people have marked as darkness and, and the devil's day. You know, I don't know, but my Bible says that today's the day the Lord has made, right? That's what the Bible says. That's what the Word of God says. Today's the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And so, this is our way of putting the light and bringing the light to our communities. And so, you have two different options this morning, uh, and so we're just excited to be able to uh, just bring the light into our communities. So if you haven't signed up, but you're interested and you want to maybe help out, whether it's just giving out some hot dogs or some candies or even praying with people, whatever it is, uh, we'd like you to be there at 5 p.m. if you'd like to volunteer. If you'd like to just participate and just come by and love on us and, uh, and your kiddos, uh, you're more than welcome to be there uh, between 6 and 8. Uh, now, uh, where it says Michael and Sharon Johnson, that's going to be the 252. So all the little kiddos, yeah, uh, Miss Sharon right there waving her hand. That's going to be her house. So that's where all the little kiddos will be at. And then uh, where it says Kevin and Crystal, that's actually Jason Mayer's house. Jennifer and, uh, I mean, Jason and Jennifer, you guys can stand up. I think I saw Jennifer. That's her. <laughs> so that's their address. And so that's going to be for the teens. Uh, all we ask is that you, you know, if you are going to dress up, please make sure it's a, a family appropriate, um, okay, costume or something. So. All right, uh, let's see what else we got today. Uh, the Walk for Life, okay, if, uh, that's going to be next Saturday. So Saturday, November 6th. Uh, if, you don't, if you want more information, just take a picture of that QR code, uh, and it should bring you to the right site and give you more information about it. And so what we're doing here is we're walking, you know, for life. Uh, we, we support a ministry that is pro-life, and, and it's their mission to save babies, right? You guys can give a hand for that. Amen. Praise God. And it's their missions to save babies and to educate the community and to help people who may be struggling or, or scared that they're pregnant, okay? And it's their mission to help them. And so this is going to be just a walk on that day that we're going to be doing. And so if you want more information, you can go to the website, to the church website, uh, and you'll be able to sign up, join our team, and even uh, participate in the walk. So it's going to be some good stuff. Uh, the next thing is uh, our Next Steps class. Okay, once you've uh, actually been a part of First Steps here at Destiny Church, and you like to just be more uh, aware about our church, but also it's more about discipleship here at Destiny Church, 
if you're asking, all right, what's the next step? What do I do now that I feel like I'm part of the family? Uh, you need to join us for next steps, okay? And so next steps is our way of discipleship. And so next week, me and Pastor Crystal, we'll be speaking on sonship and what that is. What does that look like? What does that even mean? Okay, and it's all biblical, a story of Elijah and Elisha and a couple other things. And so you're not going to want to miss it. If you want to be involved, that's going to be 9 a.m. at the NX building next door uh, next Sunday. All right. Uh, now, I already gave a quick shout-out uh, to all of our production team, our brother Will, Justin, Angela. Thank you guys so much for everything. Amen. Thank you, uh, Angela, for uh, joining us with the uh, cameras and making sure the live works good. Um, I think that's all I have. Uh, we're going to go ahead and invite a very uh, a special young man this morning. Uh, so, so this morning, I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, Isaiah Mayers. Maybe he's over there in the room. Get him in the room. All right, he's coming. He's coming. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> He said he's good. Um, and so I just want to say, I want to take this time to uh, just thank this young man, his passion, his love for God. Uh, he just absolutely loves God. And so I threw a curveball at him. He had came to me, he had some stuff. And I said, look, you know, I want you to just tell them in a quick, you know, couple minutes, uh, tell them why your generation is important. And so that's what he's here today. He's just here just very, very briefly to tell you real quick about why he believes his generation is important. So, is it? Good morning, everybody. I said very briefly. <laughs> Giving me a time limit. Uh, okay, so I actually wanted to talk about why our generation is important. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start with, like, you know, the main gist, and that is that we are going to be here when the adults of our church are gone. <laughs> And, you know, <laughs> if we don't have anybody here to be able to teach people about God when everybody else is gone, then nobody's going to learn later down the line. So I think uh, a good way that I wanted to kind of compare, compare, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, compare our generation in, like, the church is with a soccer academy because it's the way I can understand. So um, I would say that every single position on a soccer team is specialized to do a different job. Uh, we are, like, for example, uh, strikers to score goals. Just like in a church, uh, a prayer warrior is to defend the church. So with that being said, like in a senior soccer team, Uh, and <laughs> there's an academy, and there's a senior team. The senior team loses a player. They either go to find another player from a different team, or they go to their academy and pull somebody up to their senior team that is ready. The only way that those players can be ready is to get experience and to be able to be with that older team. And, uh, yeah, that's just <laughs> me saying that... Uh, at some point, everybody in our generation will be able to, or will have to, be able to rise up and be part of that, uh, the, the big kids team. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So that's about it. I just wanted to thank you for uh, allowing me this time to be able to share this message. And uh, just thank you for everything. Thank you, our elders and everybody, all the leaders in our church for being able to pour into our youth and to be able to set them up for success later on. Amen. Praise God. All right. Um, yeah, I love Isaiah. He's so awesome. Uh, before we get started with today's message, um, this wasn't kind of planned, but uh, since uh, Aiden wasn't able to finish his rap, okay, um, he's just going to finish it real quick. I hope that's okay with you guys. Um, it's, it's really important to him because this is, you know, something he wrote for his dad and um, but not just for his dad, but it's also to worship God. And so I hope you guys don't mind. He just wants to finish this really quick. Um, and so I'm going to invite Aiden to come up here and uh, he can finish it. gonna make me nervous so so yeah Now, she's finally free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, we finally free. We always praying, yeah. yeah. Call me prayer warrior. Everybody protect the church. We ain't nothing, no sacrifice. The sacrifice came from the Lord and nothing. But he was willing. He was willing. He was locked up now. He was beaten. He was stripped. Had them thorns on his head. But he not paid the price. And he said it's finished. So in the Bible, we say it's finished. So it's finished. Let's go. Finally free. Finally free. And I know I'm going to see you one day. Thank you, Jesus, for another day. Hey, hey, we finally free. Hey, hey, we finally free. Hey, come on, we finally free. Yeah, we free, God. Yeah, we, we thank thee. Hey, yeah, we finally free. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we finally free. Hey, hey, yeah. We finally, we finally. Every bullet that you shot at my dad and mama, Lord, you always miss because they were covered in that face. Yeah, the Lord, he done it, blessed them. He blessed them all. Yeah, the God of everything is walking through it all. Everybody know the star. Ain't no time to really stall. We gon' share that gospel real quick. We gon' go ahead and shake it. We finally free. Mama, Lord, we did it. Yeah, we go. Dad, look at me down here. Yeah, I'm sharing because we finally free. Hey. Cause yeah. you finally free And yeah. I won't take that away Because you, you finally, finally free. free And I'm gonna tell you this Thank again you Yeah, you finally, finally free. free Cause guess what, you what? Yeah, you finally, finally free. free And hey. I won't take that yeah. away We gonna Come go on. and we yeah. praise And we gonna go and we pray Mama, Lord, I know you pray No, you're praying for Thank me down here Thank Yeah, Dad yeah. Ain't no ventilator Cause hey. you what? You're we finally free Hey, hey, hey. We finally free Come on, tell Jesus, thank you. We finally free. Hey, hey, hey. We finally free. Yeah, yeah, we free at last. Yes, come on. Hey, yeah, we free at last. Yeah, yeah. Can I get it? Amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for this freedom. Hey, we finally free. Finally free. And yeah, he paid the price. But yeah, you didn't Jesus. have to pay it at all. Yeah, he paid the price. Hey. He did it all for you, huh. and he did it all for me. Hey. The blood was shed on the ground, and he said it's finished. Hey. And everybody know we bringing the command. Hey. We bringing the armies of angels. Hey. We gon' bring them yeah. up. Bring it, man. We bring it down. Come bring on. the whole hey. stone bridge down. Hey. Everybody hey. popping hey. it off. Cause we yeah. finally free. Hey. hey. Cause we, we free at last. Free. Just know my name real quick. My name is Aiden Outlaw. And we gon' say and we gon' praise and we gon' praise it. Hey. Cause the Lord, he made it all. Cause he finally paid it all. Free. Cause he done made it Thank all. Jesus. And he created finally it good. Free. We perfectly made in his image. Don't hey. you ever do less. Free. Don't ever say you're less than that. Cause you made in his hey. image. Yeah, you're number one in his. Cause we're finally free. church is this uh, this is a church that loves Jesus and we love our children we love our teens and we believe in them and we encourage them to go out of their comfort zone to praise God okay and so that's what kind of church we are and so this morning I'm excited 
Uh, and I want you guys to just welcome, give a warm, destiny welcome to our brother Rick Collins, who's going to be bringing the word this morning. Come on. Amen. Amen. I get up in front of these. We're going to start off something real quick. The Lord impressed me the other night. If uh, See, our pastor ain't the only one that can weep. You got to understand, I've known the Bartons for um, going on 20 years. And... I got the call from Pastor, and he told me what was going on, and I started praying, and instantly, the story of the centurion came to mind where he went to Jesus and stood in the place of his workmen and said, my man needs healing, and stood in the gap, and I think it, today we as a church need to stand in the gap. I'm going to ask Brother Bill to come forward. Brother Bill is going to stand in for his son. I know Brother Bill's heart. Brother Bill is actually a spiritual father of mine and has been for this 20-something years. I know his heart for his son, and he would give everything to take everything that's happening with his son right now. But more than anything, he's ready to stand in the gap I want every elder to walk forward, every prayer warrior from this church to come forward. We are going to pray. I want the youth leadership to come forward. There was a young man that was just up here speaking. It's time for him to show us what kind of striker he is. I want Isaiah to come forward. I want Aiden up here. Man, will this young man will come. I know they're back there in the back probably, but they, they are, they're not the next generation, folks. They are the generation of now. We are just in the backside of our generation. They are the generation of now. They are the ones that's going to have to learn to come around and pray for each other. Then they need to do it right now. But Lord, right now, I just want to lift up. I, I want the church to stand if you can. I want you to lift up holy hands to a living God. There was a song we sang a few minutes ago that said that you are the living one. He is the living God. Right now, I want these two young men. I want one of you right here, and I want one of you right here. We're praying for Brother Bo right now through his father. Lord, right now, I just pray. Lord, we just lift you up right now. More than anything, we lift you up, Father. We knowing that you are the great healer. But Lord, right now, I ask that your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit would start moving, Lord, in that hospital room, in that ICU room at Baptist South, right now, touching Brother Bo. Lord, we believe in healing. And I know there's only one thing I got to say that there will be healing. That is in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, right now, let your blood just cover Brother Bo. Let healing just start touching him, Lord. Right now, he is um, your servant. He is your man of faith. Lord, he is our apostle. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name. I stand in faith as everyone here is standing in faith, Lord, for the healing right now. Brother Bo, right now, I know the 
living God is touching you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. He is surrounding that kidney right now with the living blood of Jesus Christ. It is flowing around it right now with a healing touch, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I pray for his family. I pray for his father, his mom. I pray for all the children, Lord. Lord, this is a faith-building time for them, seeing their father right now being healed and touched by you. We thank you. We stand right now, and we claim it, Lord. We are not just sitting back hoping. We are claiming it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Church, lift him up right now. Thank you, Lord. Yes, it is. It is finished. It is finished. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, right now we just thank you and we praise you. Lord, because we know it's so. We know it's so. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, confound doctors right now. Amen. Everybody that's in agreement, say amen. Okay, any of y'all have ever been in any of my teaching on Wednesday nights, y'all got to understand something when I say amen. This ain't hanging up a telephone. Hey, Lord, we're done. This isn't a period. It's not an exclamation point. It's nothing. Do you understand what amen means? It means an agreement. It means so be it. So when I say church, when you say amen, everybody, let's say amen because so be it. Healing has begun. Amen. 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 Those of y'all are probably like, hey, that's the dude that's been doing sound the last few weeks. Yes, I've done sound for over 20 years at my old church. But let me tell you, sound man, you better watch out. Because I'll tell you, it took one prayer night of being the sound man standing in, in the altar right there. God put me on my knees. I stood up in hearing Isaiah. He asked me, who will go? And I'm sorry, I heard it long before this guy up in North Alabama who wants to be our next senator heard it. I heard it also. He said, who will go? I stood up and I said, me, Lord. I said, me. And I did not know where I was heading after that. But I said, me, Lord, and when I stood up and I felt that, I felt some of the lightest I've ever felt. I actually felt what it was like to have his yoke and him take mine. For I am a big boy. I'm five foot 11, done squashed down to 5'10 because I'm in my 50s now. But when I stood up, I felt like I was seven foot tall. I could see over everything. I felt a lightness like I had never felt. And that's because I took on his yoke. Not saying that I wasn't saved. I was. I had been serving the Lord. But I had decided that I was going to be faithful in him. And that's what we all have to do. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight or this morning. And that is because I'm so used to being here on Tuesday nights doing Tuesday at the table. I'm saying tonight. It's morning time and we're going to be speaking. Uh, today I want to talk about he is still working on me. We all know that children's song, don't we? He's still working. I'm not going to do that. That's why I'm a sound man. But he's still working. Each and every one of us, I don't care if you've been in the faith for a, a day or you've been in the faith for 40 years he is still working on me he is still working on you 
one of the greatest uh, 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 spiritual uh, uh, fathers or men of our time passed away just a few years ago, Brother Graham. And I'll tell you, he would tell you to the day he took his last breath that he was not completed. God was still working on him. We need to all have that same attitude. I don't mean he's going to press us all into being one thing. He is ready just like that piece of clay to start forming and shaping us in everything we do. You've got to understand that God is constantly and always working on you. I'm going to get a lot of today, you're going to hear a lot of my testimony over the last few years. See, I, I accepted the call. You heard me up to that time. I accepted the call, and God put my clay up on that spinning wheel. I don't know if any of y'all ever seen somebody fashioning clay into some beautiful piece of pottery. But God uses this example. He uses his example, the beginning verse that I want to talk about is in Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. He uses his example of putting Israel up on the spinning wheel, and here it is. It says, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, he said go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. Okay, first and foremost, understand, when God gives you a message, don't expect it all to be poured out at one time. You've got to be diligent and ready to hear what he wants to say to you. He may say, look, I want you to go down to Walmart. You get this little small voice, hey, I want you to go to Chick-fil-A. I want you to go down to the bank. I want you, and just sit there. So many times we want our full marching orders. Many of us in here have been in the military. We understand the, the meaning of marching orders. Many times you know what you're about to head into. If you're being sent, I'm an old schooler, I'm a desert stormer. I knew when my ship was, was deployed that where we were heading, we were actually the last asset, the USS Ranger, to be put in place into the Persian Gulf. Less than 24 hours later, the first missile was sent off. But we knew our marching orders at that time. Understand this, God has got you constantly moving and he's going to be sending you places. You may not understand, but just be faithful and go when God tells you to go. Back to Jeremiah. He tells Jeremiah, go to the potter's house. And he says, so I did as he told me. A lot of us in the church world have a problem with that. A lot of times we want to have excuses on why we ain't going to do that. Oh, I'm busy that day. I got stuff. But he says, so I did as he told me. Yes, I'm going to get messy. Understand I'm messy because I get messy with my own self. If I step on your toes, good. Because you know what? I've tap danced on mine for the last two weeks ever since pastor said, will you please come up here? I, I, the Lord spoke. Uh, he, no, let me just put it this way, and I'm going to reach out and kind of pick on him right now. He looked at me, and y'all know he said a couple weeks ago, he said this. He said, people will come to me and ask my opinion on stuff, but if they ever use a statement the Lord told me, I go, there you go. Well, it was about a week after he said that statement, he come to me and said, I want you to pray about something. In a few weeks, I'm gonna, I want you to speak. The Lord, Lord pressed you on my heart. I said, there you go. I'm like, how am I going to, am I going to? No, I did as I was told. Now, did the pastor tell me? No, but when he said that the Lord spoke to him, 
I did as I was told. And I found the potter working at his will. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message. O oh, Israel, can I not do to you as the potter has done to this clay? As the clay is the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Ooh, the word of God just stepped on every one of our toes. Just as that lump of clay is in the potter's hand, you are the same in mine, says, saith the Lord. I can get into King James and I can get into NLT. I'll tell you what it is, is he is always working on us. We need to be prepared and be faithful and allow him to work on us. That was a key thing about that. It said it didn't turn out how he envisioned it or how he had planned. Understand this. It wasn't because the potter was jacked up. It don't mean because the Lord is jacked up. It means there was a little flaw, something within us. Guess what? Each and every one of us live in a corrupt vessel. We're going to have a flaw every once in a while. I ain't saying we got a free right to and uh, reign to go out and sin, but what I'm saying is something is not going to be quite where God wants it to be. So he's going to put his hand back to you and start forming again. I don't know, again... My ultimate, I would love to have somebody who knew how to do this and just plant them right here and let y'all see how they work. I don't know if y'all have ever really witnessed somebody that worked a potter's wheel. And they'll sit there and it's spinning in this clay. We all think of Play-Doh. We grew up, most of us grew up in the age of Play-Doh. You know, we took it and slammed it on the funny papers, peeled it up, and we could form it into whatever we want. No, a big lump of clay is hard. And you watch their hands, and they work in it. And it really, and they mash, and they push. And that's how it is when God's working on us. You have to be prepared. You have to know that sometimes when he asks you to do something, or he presses you into something, it may hurt. I'm not talking about physically hurt, but it's like you get out of your comfort zone. I watched that young man, Aiden, and knowing his story over the last two months, he comes up with this, this rap, and he gets in front of each and every one of us. If I asked uh, ten people in here to, in hand, to hand them right now the microphone, most of y'all would probably look at me like, no, I can't do that. This young man has been through all sorts of stuff, not just the loss of his father, but also the loss of a mentor, Sister Lo. That is someone who, that was one of her babies. He sung about it, and he gets up in here, and he still gives praise to God over it. He is being fashioned and molded. I told you what happened. I, I was a sound man, and again, the sound man better watch out. But as I stood that day, I stood up, and I said, Lord, I will go. It will be me. I don't know what you want to do with me. I knew he was calling me into ministry. My wife 
for years had been the children's uh, Sunday school teacher and done all sorts of things with children. She would look at me and go, do you want to help? And my instant uh, response was, nope. Not them children. Nope. Hey, no way. I'd look at Miss Donna, she would be helping with youth, and I'd be like, nope. Mm-mm. I'll stay back here. At, my, at that church, it was up in a, in a balcony. We actually had to build the, the stairs to it, and I'd go hide up my balcony, run my sound, and it was like, nope. Every once in a while, see, I came from uh, the Church of God and the Pentecostal background. I would come down out, and I would get in the aisle, and I'd help catch people. I was that type of person. But when it came back time to do something, I went running back up. But he called me. He took that lump of clay. He started out, he was going to make me into, a, I ain't going to say ashtray, but he was going to make me into a cup. And when he called me, he said, there's a little something. You just don't want to be doing everything I want, so I'm going to have to start working you. I'm going to have to start pressing a little bit. He even probably had to go, "Uh uh-uh, I got to start all the way over. He probably took a big old cup of water and went, "Uh, he's dry. Oh, let's get him going good. But I answered, and the next thing you know, I, I get this feeling I'm like we didn't have a children's pastor at the time mister I ain't even gonna go in Sunday school with these kids because they drive me nuts and I talked to my wife and me and my wife go well they are looking for one and, and and we go to go to lunch with our current pastor at that time and we were going to Zaxby's the old Zaxby's that was out on the bypass and she gets in the vehicle with the pastor's wife and I get in the vehicle the pastor gets in the vehicle with me and we're about halfway there and I go uh pastor uh, uh I feel like me and sister Vanessa are supposed to be uh your new children's pastors he looks at me and he goes do you want to know why we're taking you to lunch today <laughs> yes pastor Leslie Lupton looked me straight in the eye and said we were about to ask you and Sister Vanessa to take over the children's church. I was like, okay, Lord, you're speaking already. Do you know why that happened? It's because I allowed him to start fashioning me on a wheel. And for three years after that, I was, the, uh, I was my church's children's pastor, a man who had never wanted to work with children. Never wanted to work with children. Let me give you another little thing. The two oldest uh, Barton boys, I had them come into my children's church. They came in, picked guitars. They were about that tall at the time. They sang, and they, I let them preach. That was their first home mission preaching they ever did. We took up an offering for them. This is the type of stuff we do. That training that was going on a few minutes ago with all of these, and yes, I'll tell you, when those children belted out that first and my ear was right in front of I was like, woo, but then I started praising because they needed to see me praise because they were praising. The youth up here needed to see me praising because they led me into a place. I'll tell you, I was in a place. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I don't know if y'all were just enjoying it like you were listening to KF, uh, Caleb or whatever, but no, they ushered me into a place. You did what you were supposed to be doing. 
And again, I'd ask some of y'all to come up here and help us lead worship, and y'all look at me and give me every excuse why not. But I'll tell you, the Lord is good. He will be patient with you, even on the potter's wheel. He may have to lump you a couple of times because you're going to get all sideways. You, I, Another thing, you ever watch them and they'll be going good and they're making this pretty vase. It's usually when they're doing something tall and it starts getting taller and taller. All of a sudden you see it lump over and it starts doing this weird thing. And maybe some of it go flinging across the room. And that's what will happen. Sometimes we go, we start fighting what God's trying to do within us and we, he's going to have to press us back into shape. We got to be, I'll tell you, this hit me because of listening to Pastor and Brother Bo the last several weeks. Brother Bo was talking about how we're supposed to build, and if it's not right, you might have to tear it all the way down to the foundation. Uh, guess what? That's what he does. He presses you back into that lump and starts building you back up into what you want. Pastor last week talking about stepping out in faith and doing things that you normally don't do. That's what we got to do on the potter's wheel. We got to allow God to start. Don't let it be your decision what you're going to do. Let God start speaking to you and let him start molding you into what he wants you to do in this family, this family of destiny church. He will mold us. He is faithful to us. Okay, also, this is the very first time I'm preaching off one of these things. I am a paper guy. But I want you to understand, his hands are the ones that fashion our lives, no matter what. In Isaiah 64, 8 and 9, it says, And yet, O Lord, you are the Father, we are the clay, and you are the potter. We, are, we all are formed by your hand don't be so angry with us Lord please don't remember our sins forever look at us we pray and see that we are your people understand that last part of that prayer it don't matter what you have been it don't matter where you are God will still put his hand to you because he loves you so much he gave his only begotten son he loves you. You go, well, I've been this, I've done that. I don't know if I could do that. But let me share with you a little bit of something. Let me tell you about a few people in the Bible. Oh, Jacob, you know, he was a cheater. Peter had a temper. I relate with Peter. Peter was a fisherman. I'm an old sailor. I have a temper. I know exactly what that's like. David Oh, David, the one who, who, who danced down to his underoos because the Spirit of God was coming back into the, into the city. David was a murderer, and he had an affair. Noah was a drunk. Joah, Jonah ran from God. Paul uh, contemplated the murders and the jailing of Christians. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a warrior. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. That's another one of mine. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Eli uh, Moses was a stutterer. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old. And here's the kicker. If you say you can't do nothing... 
you have never been no worse than this man I'm about to present to you. This man had two sisters, Mary and Martha. This man was a friend of Jesus. This man ended up dead. And don't tell me he wasn't used again. God called, Jesus called him out of the tomb, had him unwrapped by his friends, and he was used from that day on. Don't tell me you're beyond being used by God in this house. God can use each and every one of us. Because I don't see a Lazarus in this room. I don't see, maybe you may be wrapped up in some grave clothes, but I don't see, or I, you know, worse than that, one of my favorite, favorite parts of that is when Martha looks at him, when he says, roll the stone away, and Martha looks at him and says, surely, Lord, he, he, that boy stinks. He'd been dead three days. We don't embalm. We ain't covered him in all that smell good stuff. That boy stay. Don't be opening up. There's all them other smelly dead people all around him. I don't care how smelly dead you are. You come up to an altar, I'll tell you God will take it from you. He'll strip the grave clothes from you. He'll put you on that wheel and he'll start fashioning you into what you will be. And that is a perfect vessel in his eyes. That's what we need to understand. That's what we need to start grasping. Like I said, I don't see a Lazarus in this room. Back to, I got to switch stuff that's all over the place with this thing. In Psalms 138 and 8, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hand. I'll tell you, he doesn't. But notice that first line, throw it back up there. Holly, I'm going to jump around like crazy. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Guess what? You may have a concern about something in your life. You may have some of those things I read out about some of them people from in that book called the Bible. You may be messy. You may be one of those Facebookers that like to get messy. You may be one of these people that like to have an attitude. You may be a person that maybe has an issue of some sort. But if you will understand, the Lord will perfect anything that concerns you. When you are concerned about something you don't think you're good enough to serve uh, uh, as an usher, or you're not good enough to serve as, as someone in the worship team. Y'all have all seen Eddie James, haven't you? I think he's been up on this stage. Every one of those young people he's training, they had a concern. They had an issue. Did Eddie sit there and go, you can't be singing for the Lord? No, he grabbed them up, he hugs them up, he puts them on the potter's wheel and says, let the Lord show you how to do it. And he lifts them up, trains them up, and you see them. You wouldn't believe. I've, we've listened to Eddie, and we've been following his ministry for well over 20 years, about 20 years. And you, the people that has gone out, he don't sit there. If you notice, they're all teenagers. You don't have permanent teenagers in life. Just like our teenagers, they're going to grow up and they're going to be something. Guess what? Every one of those that he's trained up have gone out and they're in ministry themselves. They're affecting the kingdom from Christ. When we start training those up, we start training our youth up, there ain't nothing saying they're going to stay in the house here. It means they may go out there and start building on their own, building their house 
for the Lord and start using them and start teaching them. That's why we have to be with them. That's how we have to support them. Because while they're on the wheel, they may be getting tugged off. There's a lot in this world to be pulling those youth off. And they all know it. They just walk in their local school every Monday morning. There's stuff tugging at them as they walk down the hallways. Guess every single one of us. I know that couple right there, Pastor Kevin and his wife, they pray for them daily. Do you? Woo! Guess what? I got my big toe right there, and it didn't feel good. I just stepped all over it. I hope I stepped on yours. We need to be lifting our youth up every single day in this battle. It's called the world out there. We need to be lifting our children up because it's not just in the high schools and the junior highs anymore. It's rolling all into the elementary school ages. They're turning them into everything but in, toward God. They're teaching them about every other religion except for Christianity. They're teaching them all sorts of stuff. There's stuff plastered all over the TV that we sit there as parents. We turn it on to keep them amused so we can go in yonder and have our own time. But do you know what you're leaving them with? You're putting them on a different potter's wheel. You need to keep them on the Lord's potter's wheel. Amen? I don't know why I didn't plan on getting that messy, but I just did. I used to, I couldn't stand. My daughter's here today. She's 28, so when she was little, rugrats were, you know, they reigned. Amen. And I got to where I watched them, and I was like, you know what? They're really making them parents look stupid. And I'm like, this generation now, her generation really, and I'm not saying her, She's my angel. She's my sweet pea. But I'll tell you this much. This generation, they look at the older generation, they go, you don't know what you're talking about. You think, oh, that's goofy, Brother Rick. No, it's not. They were trained up. Instead of us training them up, instead of us training them up in children's church, instead of us training them up in youth, we just like to put them in front of a TV and say, have at it. Oh, it was just Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Y'all go watch some of that stuff. As an adult, you'll be like, oh my. You go back and look at some of our cartoons that we used to watch. You'll go, oh my, what were we trained up? We need to be on the potter's wheel, folks. We need to be being fashioned by God's hand. And if there's a concern, let him perfect it. He will. There is nothing that's in your life he cannot turn around. Back to me. I was a children's pastor. After I was a children's pastor, I felt the call that I was supposed to move out and move on. I was called. I felt called. I took a church. I was a senior pastor at, uh, in Evergreen, Alabama at uh, Spirit Life Church of God. I was a pastor there for three years. I'm going to tell, I've never told other than other ministry folks this, and I feel because I'm not a pastor, I can really say this now. I'm going to tell you why God put me in children's work first. And I'm going to step on every one of your toes when I say this. You want to know why God put me in children's ministry first? Because he taught me how to deal with children. Because when I got it to be the senior pastor, I got woke up. 
I, I knew being woke before, long before it was a catchphrase. I got woke up. Understand, we, our pastor's here for us. He is our shepherd. But I'll tell you, let's be adults with him. Let's be, sub, let's be servants to him because he is our pastor. He is our leader. He is the one that's supposed to be directing us. Let's not get all childish on him. Let's lift him up. Let's treat him as he is. And that is our pastor. Hey, Pastor, I've enjoyed this one time you allowed me to speak in the church. But how many amens do I get on that? Honestly, three years, three years, I felt more like a clumped piece of clay than I did being made into a vessel. Three years as a pastor, I resigned, I ended up coming on staff, at a larger church, at a very lo- a good size at that time church in Montgomery, uh, uh, Beacon of Hope. I was I served in several positions there, and then I felt called again, and I took on the position and eclectic at at that time it was Healing Waters Church of God. I I decided I mean I I felt the Lord led me into, it and I changed it to the way, and I was a senior pastor there for three years. During that time, toward the end, uh, my parents were older parents, and my father passed away, and then my mother had Alzheimer's. I felt the Lord had released me and as a pastor uh, and pastoring the church at that time. So I decided, I was like, Lord, you've done, and I resigned the church the very next day. My mom ended up in the hospital. Uh, one more visit after that, and my mom passed away also. The unfortunate thing about that was, see that wheel right there? I was a stubborn piece of clay, and I jumped square off of it for three years. For three years, I wasn't letting the Lord fashion me and mold me and do things. I'll be honest with you. I'm also probably one of the most going to be one of the most honest preachers. You, or people that's going to present the Lord to you because I let it all hang out there because you know what, it's my testimony and I'm to be known by my testimony and guess what, who gets glorified by my testimony that's the Father don't never be afraid of your testimony your testimony may lead somebody to Christ and that's greater than hitting them upside the head with John 3.16 Scriptures to edify and to lift up the saints. Our testimony is what draws in the sinners. Amen. But during that time, I'm going to skip a little bit, Holly, so if you'll go down. I told you I gave you one. Um, go to Ephesians, no, Philippians 1 and 6. Go ahead and go there. And I'm certain that God who began the work with you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ returns. Understand this, the God, I don't care if you jump off the wheel, he's going to chase you down. He's going after. I had a revelation of uh, about a week ago. We always talk about the story of the one and how Jesus leads the 99. And we always talk about someone being lost and he's going after them. No, that was one of his sheep already. 
I'd never in ministry, I never that that was already one of his sheep. And he said, I'm gonna leave y'all behind because I gotta go get rich. And he came with a staff, and that staff had a hook on it, and that hook said Destiny Church. He didn't just drag me, pick me up by the nap of my neck and said, get your tail back here, boy. He loved me back in. gradually. Because I'll tell you, that thing about that crook, you put that around that sheep's neck wrong, you're going to snap it. The Lord knows how to pull you back in. The Lord knows how to put you back up on that wheel. Well, the Lord right about COVID time put me back up on that wheel. We started pushing. We started watching. We was like everybody else and opened up, we really couldn't wait for them to open the church up. And gradually things have started opening up and opening up and opening up. And I'm listening to him again. And I'm really doing, allowing him to fashion me. How many of y'all are hearing him and feeling his push, but you're not listening to how he's trying to perfect? Notice what that scripture says. He will perfect that vessel. What concerns you, that issue, that stuff you think ain't good enough, you, can, you barely think you can walk in the church building? No, That's, that stuff can be pressed out of you and him start fashioning you into exactly what he wants for you. It may take getting knocked all the way down to the foundation. Brother Bo was talking about that house and that one, that other missionary and how they were wanting to build up from it and they found out, it was a surprise, the roof hadn't fell in on top of the head. Guess what? It may be time to take you back down to the foundation. You just need to be faithful. You need to allow him. You need to let him and just let him start. Yes, it may not feel comfortable at times. You may not feel like it's what you're called to do. But guess what? It's not your decision. People are like, well, don't I have something? Understand, God, I did not do you. I told you. I did not like working with children. I didn't want to give it a chance. I didn't want to. The first ministry he dropped me in is three years of working with children. I was one of the goofiest children's pastors you ever seen. I got into character. I did all sorts of stuff. I had such a good time. But I can tell you this much. I taught Jesus. It wasn't about games. It wasn't all about the puppets. That was my daughter back there. She'd do the puppets back. We had, you know, that's, well, we go back some. We had puppets and everything. But we also had a Wednesday night. I had a pastor's son who, uh, this was another pastor. Every time that the Holy Spirit would start to flow in service, he would hide, run to the bathroom. Well, one Wednesday night, y'all might say it can't happen. I'm sorry it can because God can fill 
anybody who so believes in him has the faith of a child can fill them with the spirit of God we were having a Wednesday night children's class and he got filled with the Holy Ghost I'll tell you y'all might be like Woo, what's that I'll tell you he had the Holy Spirit working within him and as a young person it can happen it can happen in you it can happen in them and let me tell you, I'm going to give you one of my favorite things. Don't deny it. Don't deny a child can't be used by God. Don't deny that God can't fill them with your spirit because he gives a pretty stringent warning. When you deny a child to come to him and to be used by him, you might as well tie a millstone. We, you know, we don't really understand. Unless you've been up to Tennessee to one of the old grist mills, do you understand what a millstone is? It ain't a cinder block, folks. A millstone is a very large rock with a hole in the middle of it. They're going to tie a rope around it and wrap it around. You're better off wrapping that around your neck than to deny a, one of the children of Destiny Church to come up here and to praise the Lord, to come up here and lift holy hands up to Him. You might as well tie that rock to your neck and go, I don't like rap music. Why should I let that boy be just rapping? I'll tell you why you're going to let him rap, because he's rapping for the Lord. Amen? Don't deny. How about this? I'll get even farther in it. Young Christians, I don't care if it's a 65-year-old young Christian, they're still a child in Christ. Don't deny them. Oh, you're too old. We'll just, we'll, maybe you can fix coffee. No. If they felt led to the Lord, they might just be coming into, into the family. But if God's put them, his hand on them to do a certain thing, and you look up and say, no, brother, we can't. No, you might as well put that millstone around your neck. We need to start allowing people to be used and moved in the Lord as much as we need to start listening and doing as the Lord wants to do in us. I, say, I don't see that in this church, but in a lot of churches I, I have. You ain't, you, you ain't been in the Lord too long there, brother. You need to, you know. What? Uh, you, you, you need to, maybe we need to get you in some Sunday school classes and let you learn some Bible verses and stuff first. And, uh huh. That's when I want to go get behind me, Satan. That's when I want to go, uh, it may be time to put you out the pasture and let some young blood do it. Well, this person's older than I am. I don't care. They're younger in the Lord. They're on fire. We need to, under, we need to be ready to serve the Lord, allow others to serve the Lord. You want to know the biggest example? And she's probably going to freak out. She's back there with a headset on. And she's got that camera, and she's probably like, he's moving too much. And she's back there. A few weeks ago, we had a member of this church walk in, and they struck up a conversation at a business somewhere. She says, I want to get involved in a church. I want to do stuff. Do y'all do media stuff? Yes, I do media stuff. Yes, come on in. And get 
She walked, the day she walked in this church, she plugged straight in. It didn't say, we didn't go, hey, you need to go through all these classes on how to be a destiny member. We didn't do, and I'm, it's not a hit on those classes, Pastor, because I can't wait to teach my class. It's going to be sometime, I don't know when, i got to talk to Miss Rhonda and find out if, when they're going to put it on. Y'all will like it, it's called churchy words. Come on out and you'll learn some churchy words. But the whole thing is, she walked in this building, shook some hands, the pastor looked at her, they, we all looked at her, next thing you know, she's sitting back there with a big smile on her face right now. And she's serving God right now. We didn't ask her her affiliation. We didn't ask her her pedigree. We didn't ask her any of that stuff. We said, oh, you interested in doing that? Let's do it. That's how we're supposed to do it. And guess what? She came into our church, jumped up on the potter's wheel, and she's being fashioned to how God wants to use her. Amen? Amen? But so many of us want to argue with God. Isaiah 29 and 16. It says, Surely you have things turned around. Shall the potter be esteemed as the clay? For shall the thing made say to him who made it, He did not make me? Or shall the thing formed say to him who formed it, He has no understanding? You know how many churchy folks start thinking that about God? He don't, he don't, I know where I'm better off at. I know what I'm better off doing. Like I said, I can be invited or not invited back, but I'm going to get spanked in the end. I can leave that church. Let me tell you, and this is just a bit of advice. Before you ever get the inkling to leave, you better pray and ask God, am I released? It don't matter if there's been a change in senior leadership. It don't matter if someone sang a song you don't like or something changed in a certain ministry you don't like. If you are upset about it, understand this, pray and ask God, am I released? But also, don't stay around and cause a mutiny. Because I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, old-time sailors and stuff. I might not be one, but I am a sergeant at arms when it comes to my pastor. And someone step up wrong on him, he's going to have to deal with me. I'm that type. Amen? But we need to understand God is in control. We make decisions in life. We make a decision whether to get coffee in the morning, are you going to drink a soda, are you going to go to work or not go to work and different things. But when it comes to your walk, you better understand you are not in control. Do you think that that clay right now in that potter's hand is in control? No. It is being fashioned to how God wants it to be used. That's how each and every one of us are. He is fashioning you. He is building you up. He is molding you into what he wants you to be. 
and I, it can change over seasons. But we don't need to be arguing with the maker. Isaiah 45, 9 through 11. What sorrow awaits those who argue with the creator? Does the clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop, you're doing it wrong. Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? I'd hate to be telling the Lord, Are you an idiot? No. <laughs> How terrible would it be if a newborn baby said to its father, Why was I born? Or if it said to the mother, Why did you make me this way? This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your Creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? Uh -uh. We need to be faithful. We need to be obedient. He may be crushing you in right now, but understand... I'd rather be getting crushed in and knowing his hand's still on me than, I'm than half of me still that flung piece of clay that's on the other side of the room and I'm trying to stay away from him. Three years. Antidepressants. Three years of still knowing that my God loves me, but I ain't good enough. Three years of me pushing back. Three years of not feeling worthy enough to even say his name. Three years. I'm just going to say it. Of hell on earth in my life. And as the head of my home and the priest of my home, it rolled right down on those feet. Men, wake up. responsible for the ones in your house. Before you ever walk in here, you're the priest in your home. And so it go you, so goes your house. And I'm sorry. Three years of wanting to argue. I ain't good enough, Lord. I don't need to be put back on that wheel. I don't need to be teaching again. I don't need to be preaching. I've taught. It ain't me. It's just me being a. It's me being obedient. Cause the day he asked me, we were standing. I, I remember places where I'm standing. I'm standing right there, and he comes up and he goes, uh, "Do you want to preach, Lord?" And, and, and like I said, when he said the Lord said, I'm like, "Hey, I can argue." People. I can press anything into you today. Just be obedient. Let him be the potter in your life. Let him fashion you. Let him mold you. Yeah, at times he's going to change you. He's fashioning me now. Uh, my, my vessel has changed some. 
he's fashioned me more into a teacher. I'll probably preach some more. But I love to teach. But he's fashioning me. He's growing me. He's molding me. But the first thing he had to do was go pick me up and slap me back on that wheel. And that was a hard day. But I'm so glad he's faithful. I'm glad he left the 99 and came after the one. Today, I'm going to challenge you. Each and every one of you in this building, each and every one of you within the sound of my voice, I know there's more scripture. I'm done with the scriptures right now. I'm done. Because I feel God right now is leading into something. If you call destiny home, you don't have, yeah, come on, Chuck. And you don't have something you put your hand to. I want you to start praying. I want you to start praying how God wants to fashion you for this family. There's parking lot attendants, there's door openers, greeters, coffee makers, soundboard people. Pastor was talking about people from media, and we have someone walk in starts day one, and that's why she came in here. We got people still needed for media. We got a back room back yonder that needs to be staffed pretty regularly instead of the same people doing it over and over. I ain't saying, uh, I'm not like, but if God's inkling toward you and you feel like you're getting pressed, pressed into that. If he's pressing you into helping with the children's ministry, if he's pressing you to get with uh, Pastor Kevin, if, he's, if you can sing, I know a young lady would really love to have some more people on her praise team, amen? If you just shake hands, shake a hand, do something. Let him fashion you. Quit being the one and saying, Lord, I ain't enough. I can't do that. I can't speak to people. I think Moses did that one time. You know, I really have a hard time with that, with Moses even using that excuse. Because Moses grew up in the household of who? That means he had the best education there was in the world at the time. You can't tell me that there was a stuttering fool that came out of Pharaoh's home. I think he got to stuttering when he got out there in the wilderness the first 40 years that he ended up out there. And he was running around out there with Jethro and stuff like that. I think he got the stuttering in because he lost himself. Understand this. If God can provide an errand for him to speak, guess what? He can provide for you to be able to do whatever you need to do. It's a time. It's a time. This church, you know, I really feel that this church is getting to a pinnacle point. But I'll tell you, till we expand our tent stakes and we expand out, that means that we all do this and are ready until we are, he's not going to pour in. But when we expand, when you jump into doing something, when you jump into doing something, when you say, hey, I don't care, put me somewhere. Let God just fashion me. He may... I, Guys, you may be gruff, got a beard, and he's going to make you into the prettiest vase that's ever been made. But let him make you into the prettiest vase he's ever been made. 
it's time for us to make a choice. It's time for us to get serious about our home and our family because we are a family. Why me and Sister Vanessa stayed here? I'll give you that. Sister Donna was having one of her Mary Kay things and ended up being the wrong day. My daughter and my wife show up at her house and Miss Donna's, it's a morning and Miss Donna's didn't even know they were coming. Miss Donna invites them in and if y'all ever ate Miss Donna's food and been drinking, woo! But I'll tell you, invites them in, they start chatting because it's been a long time and she looks at Vanessa and goes, hey, we're going to Destiny. You can't tell me that was a mistake that day. She looks at me and everything in my being was like, no. I don't want to get back at church. I'm an ordained bishop in the church of God. No, I don't want to. I told you, I'll be really open with you. I don't want to get back in there. People are going to be nice and they're going to expect me to do things. I don't want to do things. I just want to sit in the corner. That was me. But we came. And you know the first thing we knew about this church? It's the whole reason we stayed at the Crossing Church of God from the day it opened, our family from the day it opened to the very day I took my first church was the day the doors closed and ain't because of me, but we were that faithful in my church. But because that church was a loving church, people loved each other. We walked in those doors and people were smiling at me like they knew me and I was the greatest thing next to sliced bread or a big chunk of cornbread with butter over it. Y'all just loved on us. You've loved on Sister Vanessa. And I was like, okay. COVID hits. I'm like, okay, I don't like to go back. Pastor does a goofy thing and opens a sanctuary back up. How dare he? We show back up, next thing you know, I don't know how he finds out that I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. And he starts asking me to teach. And then I volunteer to go back to where I started from Back in that sound booth. I, yeah. Come on, Holly. Well, I enjoy doing the sound. I enjoy teaching and preaching. Can't say I can't do all of it. But the whole thing is I had to make up my mind to get back on the wheel. My daughter's involved in ministry at Highlands. And I've seen her heart broke. Because she knew where I'm supposed to be. But my daughter could pray all day long. My wife could. 
But I had to make the decision to get back on the wheel. And I'm there today. But that ain't nothing for they, Hey, it's all to him. But I'm going to challenge everybody today. This is different. I'm a different type of preacher. And Kevin said I can go as the Holy Spirit leads. I want you up here. I want you up here. I want you. I want your wife. I just know this. I get you. You. Yes, Aaron. Good. You know why? Yeah. And I just figured that out this week. See these? These are spirit-filled people. These are people that's been probably places that they thought they don't belong on that wheel. But right now they're being fashioned just like God wants to fashion them. First and foremost, you got to get on the wheel. You got to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, let me tell you, you can do it today. You want that. You want where God's hand's constantly on you. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. I used to have a, a saying, and then all of a sudden it dropped on me. I didn't even realize one of my favorite bands has a ministry called it now. Cageless Birds, I got a ministry. It's called eight inch, 18 Inches. It's 18 inches between having hell and heaven. You can have a head knowledge of Jesus Christ all day long, but unless you have him in your heart, you have a heart relationship with him, that's 18 inches that's got you spread out over the flames of hell. Let me tell you, Jesus wants you at way worse than you want him. The only thing you got to do is come running and he will meet you headlong. It will be the biggest, holiest train wreck you ever felt in your life. I'm going to say right now, Normally, I know pastor just says, raise your hand, and no one looking around. I, this is a serious time. I got to feel some people wanting to move in this place. It may be one, and that's all it needs. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the number one thing is professing him. And guess what? You want to know how you're going to profess him? It's the hardest step you're ever going to take, and that's to stand up and take one step out in the aisle. But I'll tell you, once you get out in that aisle, you're going to feel like you're running at breakneck speed to get to this altar. I want, I want everybody, I, want, I am going to have you close your eyes and bow your heads. Right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you, uh, you know of him in your head. You know who he is. Guess what? The devil knows who he is. Every one of the imps around the devil, every demon in hell knows who he is. Do you have a relationship with him? If you don't have a relationship with Christ, this is your time. Put yourself on that potter's wheel. 
right now at the count of three. I want you to stand up. I don't care if it's children. I don't care if it's youth. I don't care if you're the oldest person in this house. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to stand to your feet and I want you to come down to one of these people and I want you to profess him as Lord and Savior at the count of three. One, two, three. Lord, start working. If there are those in here right now, Jesus, there's those right now. If you don't know him, don't let 18 inches separate you. Don't let 18 inches. You may know Jesus in your head all day long, but if you ain't got a heartfelt relationship with him, don't let 18 inches be the thing that holds you back. Jesus, thank you, Lord. I'm glad we got a bunch of saved folks up in this place. But let me tell you this. We ain't done. If I... If one word pricked your heart today and you're ready to get up on that wheel and be letting him start fashioning you, I'm going to give that same count. And there's those here. I want you to surrender to God. If you know him as your Lord and Savior, but you just not up on that wheel yet it's time to surrender to him and let him start working on you and you can start singing that song he's still working on me I'm going to give that same count and everybody in this house it should prick your heart if you don't have a job here in this church and you're not involved in ministry in some way from opening doors to cleaning toilets to making coffee to helping with children and youth. In Jesus' name, at the count of three, one, two, don't let the devil hold you back, three, stand to your feet right now and start coming up forward. Let people start talking to you. Let people start praying with you. Lord, right now, this ain't spectator time. This is time for you to start raising your brothers and sisters up in Christ that are making a decision today. This is how you intercede. This is how you tell the Lord, right now, hear them, Lord. Use them, Lord. Thank you, Lord, right now. I pray for everyone here, Lord. We're not done because I got a feeling there's some that are holding back. And when the Holy Ghost tells me to keep going, I'm going to keep going. Because this ain't my service. It ain't a clock service. I don't care if the Internet's ready to shut me down. I don't care when the Holy Spirit says shut it down, I'll shut it down. There's still those in here that are still having a hard time. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would just prick hearts open minds and hearts to what you want to do. Lord, that you would start fashioning and picking them up and placing them back on the wheel. Let them feel your hand upon your life, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, there is new life coming. There is new life 
Lord, as a church right now, I proclaim that tent stakes are being expanded out, that we are preparing right now for a great inpouring, that you are going to have us in a way that we're so busy. We may say we don't have time, but guess what? You are the father of time. You will make time. We'll be able to do a full day's job, a full day's ministry, and get a full night's sleep. Amen. We praise you, Lord. Lord, right now, Lord, you're doing a work. Lord, you're doing a work. We thank you, Lord. There's potter's wheels that are just getting fashioned and turned up right now. I can just see it. You know, the old-fashioned, if y'all ever seen it, that foot's working. Oh, oh, whoo. Brother Kevin, you said he had that, that staff. Guess what? That, what's that staff? That's timing. Boom, boom. He's starting to get that timing with that foot going. He's starting to spin that wheel. He's spinning that wheel for the first time into some people. He might be spinning that wheel for a time. You've been off of it and you ain't felt like you've been getting spun around. You need to let the Lord spin you some. You need to let the Lord lay his hand upon you and start molding you and start fashioning you. I know there's still more out there. Jesus, right now, move move. I ain't calling Jesus to move because he's moving. I'm calling y'all to move. It just takes one step in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, right now this is your house and we are all faithful because we know you are faithful. Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, it don't matter in Jesus' name. We're gonna, we, we think this young man right here, he's surrendering right now. He's got, he didn't go to somebody. He's going to the Lord. How about that be an example to some of you old folks? In, a, in How about... Uh, Brother Kevin, I don't know if there's going to be an offering taken up. This is something greater. This is souls and lives right now. If you're ready just to do some surrendering, if you want to just surrender something to him, if you're ready, right now this altar is wide open. Keep playing, Chuck. Right now, this altar, there's going to be some work done today. There's some people that need a little life changing today. If this young man could be the example and you got just a little something you need to give, give it to them and bring it right down here to this altar. I don't need to know. None of us up here that pray with you need to know. God knows. Come down here. Just give it to him. I think we heard that earlier today. Just give it to him. And my little bit of advice on that is when you go and you leave this altar, don't pick it back up. Leave it there. Leave it there. Holy Ghost, right now work. Work in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Lord, right now, lives are changed. Lives are being changed. Lives are going to continually be changed by your hand. And we thank you. Lord, you're shaping us and forming us for the great work that this church will be doing in this Tri-County area. 
Lord, right now I know your hand is upon our pastor up there in Jasper, Alabama. Lord, I pray that you are just fashioning him into the large vessel just to be poured out upon each and every one of us as the family here at Destiny Church. We praise you. We praise you. And everybody in the house gives you honor and gives you glory. Amen. And amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's praise him. I mean, let's, uh, wait a minute. I know Bama didn't play last night, so I know you Alabama folks have got a lot more in you than that. You didn't yell it all out last night. And I'll tell you, I'm an Auburn fan. I didn't yell at all. I was like, mm, backyard bow did it again. You can give some praise to the Almighty God this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now Pastor Kevin will come up and he's got his message. Be prepared. Destiny Church your home and you would like to worship with us then this is for you uh, this is for all of those who just want to worship with us and, and giving because that's what we believe at Destiny Church that giving is a part of worship uh, we love you guys we thank you we cannot do what we do without you you guys give through a church not to a church okay uh, you are a, affecting the kingdom of God but you are affecting this city, you're affecting the state, this country, and, and even more. Uh, because you guys know we give to all sorts of places, and we're about to actually give the, the check for the playground to uh, the, the kids in Kenya, Africa. So we're, so we're so glad for that. And we're just not done. You know, we're just always, we are a giving church, and we just, we're so grateful. Thank you so much. And we're just going to pray. And as we pray, after that, we'll have the ushers at the door. You can just give on your way out. And there's a couple different ways to give. You can give online through your cell phone, make it super simple. Or you can just get an envelope right in front of you, and you can uh, drop it off uh, on your way out, okay? Uh, but we just thank you again so much for being part of the family. We love you guys. Uh, Pastor DJ, Miss Julie, we love you guys so much. Uh, we cannot wait to see you guys um, tomorrow. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, but... <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. Um, and lastly, I just wanted to, I wanted to invite my daughter, Anissa, to pray for the offering. Uh, Anissa has an amazing, uh, she has an amazing heart to give. Uh, she, I, I remember she's, for the longest, she decided uh, that she was just going to give. She just wanted to save all her little money. She was giving, she said, this is for the kids in Africa, you know. Um, and this is before we even brought it to the church. So even before, I mean, you know, this is two years ago, she would save up her little money and say, this is for the kids in Africa. Um, 
And, you know, we didn't even bring it up to her. It was just something God placed in her. Uh, it, we didn't mention it to her. We don't, we don't force our kids <laughs> to give or anything like that. Uh, we do, you know, teach them to, to tithe, uh, but we don't force them to give beyond that, you know. And, but this was something that God put in her heart. And so I just want her to pray for the offering because she knows what it is to give, and she loves to give. And I just felt it fitting that she pray for today's offering. Amen? All right, baby. You ready to pray? God, thank you for the people that are that are planning to giving, and thank you for the offering, and thank you for these people for for their hearts, and thank you for their hearts. So they, so God has put something in their hearts to give, and thank you for everyone in this church, and thank you for them thinking that it's good to give, and thank you for thank you for Christ, and thank you for everyone in this church and please bless them God and please and please bless all of these people and please bless the ushers and the greeters and please bless everyone in the church and please bless and please bless um, the pastors in the church and please bless Pastor DJ and please bless all the offering that has been given and please bless everyone in this room amen all right, amen, amen, amen. Good job, baby. We love you guys. We can't wait to see you next week. I bless you. Have a blessed rest of your day. See you next week. Hey, for the block parties. <laughs>